and welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a program of educators worldwide. I'm your host today, Melanie Gobert. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a program brought to you by educators worldwide. Today, our guest is Dr. Mark Carver. He's the Director of Postgraduate Research at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. He'll be talking to us today about why teachers take doctorates. Great, thanks for having me. Really appreciate this. So my talk at TESOL Arabia, I called it Research Skill Needs of Advanced Teachers because I was interested in the situation of more and more teachers in ELT specifically taking doctorates. And I wanted to talk about what that's doing to the profession, but also what advantage do you get as an individual? So the obvious is that you get a promotion or you get um, a better chance of getting a better job or you feel more secure in your current role. But I wanted to talk about what does it actually do to your classroom practice or to, to how you think of yourself as a teacher, you know, identity work. So the talk mainly focused on this concept called doctorateness, which we take from the literature. And it's a way of explaining how whether you take an EdD, a DProf like we do, or a PhD, that there's a family resemblance, we call it. So any university in the UK, any kind of program that we would expect certain common features and in the graduate, we would expect certain things that they would all have in common. And what I really like about that as a concept is the the outputs, the, the thesis or the publications are only one part of the model. It moves on a two further steps to talk about the impact on practice and taking your place in a community. So I really like it as a model. And particularly for ELT, yeah. I think we have this low status in our profession. So I've use the work of Ding and Palinak to talk about how we're kind of seen as a handmaiden or a Cinderella status, a technician, not proper academics. So when you take somebody like that and you pursue a doctoral program, then there is the identity, identity shift. And there's also some issues around whether you truly feel you, you belong in the university and whether a, a PhD or an EdD or something like that is for you. And when we look around our department in St Andrews, there are a couple of people with an EdD, but most people have PhDs and they have PhDs in applied linguistics, in foreign languages, educational research, English literature. We don't actually have that many lecturers, professors. Uh, in fact, we don't have any with a, a doctoral qualification in TESOL. That's quite new. So I think it's quite interesting to think how might that shift in the future as more and more people are taking specific doctoral qualifications in ELT, in TESOL, will that actually, it should make us a more professional profession, but only if we actually have an impact on practice. So we look at concepts like the diploma disease and qualification inflation which is really the idea that as 
it gets more competitive and particularly ELT I think is an industry more than school teachers think of themselves as part of an industry so there's always this downward pressure on status and salaries and the risk there is that we individualize it and we feed into this neoliberal idea so the reason I get my PhD is because I'm going up against Melanie in a job and she also has a PhD so I, I need to be able to compete. And it's not really about, I don't necessarily need the PhD to do the job, but if I don't have one, I won't even get interviewed. So that's that's really the downside. We, we don't want that to be the case. We want people to, to come do doctoral study because they want to get these skills, because they want to go back into the classroom and have an impact on practice. So we don't want people to do doctoral qualifications just to get their same job or just to get uh, more money, or to get promoted out of the classroom, which which often happens if you take, for example, an ed D and you move into leadership. So I talked at great length about that and the kind of skills that teachers need uh, to actually have an impact. So in the UK, we, we have a, a growing role now called a research lead. So somebody who works in a school and their job is to interpret and find relevant research and share it within their school and maybe plan some small research projects. So that's a really interesting development that now schools are looking for teachers who have those skills to, to find good quality research, to judge the relevance to their context and to effectively share that with others. And if you think about what a traditional PhD does where you, you kind of go off and do your very intense research project for three years, and then you publish one huge thesis, those kind of skills aren't there. So if you want to take advantage of these new opportunities to be a research lead in a school and still be engaged in your classroom practice, those PhD skills, they don't really cover it. They're, they're, it's too big. You're doing a big thesis, a big uh, literature review. It's not that finding something, distilling it, sharing it, judging its relevance to practice. Those are kind of new skills that you need to, to think about. So using this idea of doctorateness, we, we looked at, for example, work by um, Yazdani and Shuku, who tried to elaborate the concept. Robinson takes it uh, and applies it specifically to practice-based professions like ours and talks about, for example, the need to meet the needs of a professional group, not just to meet the assessment criteria of your qualification. So we can really think about what do schools need from all these people who are getting their doctorates and then going back to the classroom. So we're, we're trying to problematize ideas like publication is the, the hallmark of quality because it's probably easier than ever to get published if that's all you care about is to be published or to be published in a uh, a scopus journal there are lots of them and equally so not everything published is good or will have an impact on practice and i think the opposite is true uh, a lot of people do very good work that never gets published it, it ends up being a conference paper and it gets published in some kind of proceedings and it, it never goes on beyond that it perhaps never gets cited and yet it maybe gets used quite a lot in practice and, and has a big impact. So we're trying to as much as we can play with this idea of impact. So instead of 
talking about publications as the mark of quality we actually tried to to make an argument what what does impact look like in your professional context so i think the kind of people who are hopefully listening to this i think that's a really interesting point of reflection is if you had all these skills to conduct research to critique research to to share research findings within your group what actually impact would would you hope to have now uh, what what's the goal of this so we use wall and hall they talk about a moral and reflective practice and what i really like about their work is they talk about this principle of disturbance and what they mean by that is there are certain um, research approaches that only a teacher can do so it doesn't matter if you have all these skills in thematic analysis or how to use SPSS and do all these inferential statistics that actually there are things that a classroom teacher can do working collaboratively with their learners that are completely fresh creative approaches to research that we don't currently see all that much in the literature so I think it's really helping us to move on from this idea of I need to get a doctorate to be competitive to I need to get a doctorate because if I have these skills embedded in my practice, I can do these amazing things. Uh, and then the, the challenge moving forward is how do I turn that from the local, having an impact in my practice, to the global? How do I actually share some of these findings? How do I help people judge the transferability to their context rather than just saying, well, here it is, judge for yourself? How do I actually manage that? So, for example, we're everyone's talking about AI at the moment. You know, how do I make sure that an AI can read my paper and get the key message from that? Because a busy teacher might actually use AI to get a summary of my work. So increasingly, that, that, that's a skill I need to develop. I need to be able to write, not just for my academic audience, not just for my audience of teachers, but actually for this new audience of, of an AI reader. So the more we talk about all these skills that you might need as a teacher uh, and thinking about what the future of research in practice will look like, I, I think we're, we're having some some really interesting discussions. And then at the end of my talk, I, I mentioned how we're trying to change assessment. I, I'm in a very traditional university and, and it's quite hard to change things, but also it's a very high ranking university. So they, they feel perhaps a little bit braver that they they can do things and nobody's going to say that it's of a lower quality, for example. So we still have some challenges. Um, assessing this idea of stewardship of the discipline. You know, how do you assess that as someone takes on a leading role and gains some recognition, recognition, gains some status? And also we want teachers to, to take a bit more of a risk and to reflect on things that haven't worked in practice we have this publication bias that only the successful things get published but for teachers it's really helpful to know what things haven't worked in certain contexts and that's very difficult because if you're assessing impact and something didn't work well that there isn't an impact so a, a lot of challenges still remaining but i, I hope your listeners will, will find this, this interesting uh, and if they're considering a doctorate kind of going back to that question of well why do I want to do it 
what will be the impact on practice because I think that's a much more productive conversation than what will be the impact on my career. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for joining us, Mark. That was very interesting summary of your topic. Uh, this has been your host, Melanie Gobert, for today's episode of TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. If anyone is thinking about getting a doctorate, you just heard some good tips about what it entails. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for joining us today. Share with us how you are using these tips. Leave us a comment or voice message on social media or at ttelt.org. Thanks for joining this episode of TTELT, brought to you by Educators Worldwide. Follow, like, and subscribe to TTELT on your social media. And try a new teaching tip today.